Hi, my name is Julian Chambliss. I'm a professor of English and a core faculty in the Consortium for Critical Diversity in the Digital Age Research, CEDAR, at Michigan State University. And I will be your host for this episode of Every Tongue's Got to Confess. The purpose of this podcast series is to explore the experiences and stories of communities of color by listening to the voices of attendees at the 2019 Zora Neale Festival of the Arts and Humanities. While at the festival, Holly Baker talked with Cheryl Wall, Wall is a literary critic and professor of English at Rutgers University. Let's listen to their conversation. I just wanted to first of all ask you to tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay, my name is Cheryl Wall. I have been a Hurston scholar for 40 odd years. I first came to Edenville in 1974 um, when it looked nothing like it looks now. You've been here for so long, been involved for so long. In your opinion, how has the festival evolved over time? Well, A, it's much larger. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first one I came to, which was not the first one, but was in the 90s, um, the vendors, the food vendors were the churches of Eatonville. Um, It was a very um, kind of intimate festival. And I mean, it's wonderful to see how the festival has grown how the town has grown, how now it has, uh, the festival has an international component, which I think speaks to the growing influence and um, influence of and appreciation for Zora Neale Hurston. While doing this podcast, I'm interested in finding out ways in which Eatonville shaped Zora Neale Hurston. And I wonder if you could give me your perspective on that. Well, I think it gave her a perspective that was very much unlike the perspective of most black Americans of her time or any time, really, um, because she grew up in an independent and autonomous black community. Um, She never had a doubt that black people could be in leadership roles, that her father had been elected mayor three times. So it just seemed that that was, it was normal, it was the expected thing, which of course was in sharp contrast to the experiences of um, the vast majority of black people in this country. Um, I'm curious, what got you um, interested in the work of Zora Hurston to begin with? I read um, Their Eyes Are Watching God. Before that, though, as an undergraduate at Howard University, I studied with Sterling Brown, who was a pioneering um, scholar of African-American literature, who was a poet, and um, who was somebody that had known Hurston um, in the late um, 20s and early 30s, though was not necessarily a fan of hers, um, but like her, was deeply interested in African-American folklore. Um, some of the things I read in Hurston, some of the expressions were expressions I had heard all my life, but I'd never seen in a book. And I think that was the first thing that drew me uh, to her, that she was writing about things I knew but had never really studied. I didn't know were available for study, and that just made me interested in finding out more about her and reading more about her, reading more of her writing, and um, she's a gift that has kept on giving for me. Shortly before this festival, her 
newest but yet first book um, mm -hmm. was released, mm -hmm. Barracoon, The Story of the Last Black Cargo. What is your opinion on this book? I had read Barracoon as manuscript um, in an archive many years ago. I was very excited to see it published and am just utterly amazed and delighted at the response it's received and the, both the critical and commercial success it has enjoyed. I think it shows Hurston's interest in history um, and particularly in the history of um, black people in this country and how black people got to this country. But is the history told in a very Zora way? Um, because she's interested in the day-to-day. -day. I mean, when she's bringing Kojo Lewis peaches, when she's describing them sitting together and eating, when she is so mindful of his responses to her, so she'll say things like, well, you know, so I, I knew you didn't want to talk today, or I'm going to come back another time. I mean, it really shows the reasons that she's such a fine ethnographer, because she is so attuned to the feelings and opinions of her um, informants, as the anthropologist would say. I wonder, what can you tell me about Alice Walker's role in bringing Zora Neale Hurston out of obscurity? It is absolutely crucial. Um, and one of the things I would say about Walker, I heard her read circa 1979. She just published, she had edited the Zora Neale Hurston reader, I Love Myself. And Walker was herself, this was before The Color Purple, um, so it was not a time when she had yet enjoyed the kind of critical success she then went on to enjoy. She spent half of her reading, reading from Zora Neale Hurston. And I just had never seen anything like that um, before or since, really. That as a young, um, rising artist who was trying, was in the process, rather, of gaining an audience and a public for herself, shared the stage, if you will, with this precursor whom she'd never met, but whose work she loved. And I just think it's a model for how one should respond to people from whom one has learned a lot. And the way that her name and her work now circulates so widely across generations, across countries, across all kinds of um, lines that had in her lifetime been so rigidly drawn, I just think it's, it's, it's wonderful. And it's, it's the kind of respect and interest she deserves, but frankly, I could not have ever predicted that she would enjoy it. Yes. And Eatonville has grown. So we're sitting in this amazingly beautiful church, which was certainly not here years ago. I don't, I've, the last festival I attended, we had a meeting in a church, but it was nowhere near this large and capacious and beautiful. So I hope that means that the festival has brought a degree of, helped to bring a degree of prosperity to the town. Hurston would have loved that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for You're your time. It's welcome. been wonderful talking to thank you. Thank you, Holly, the historian. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Every Tone's Got to Confess podcast, the official podcast of the Zora Neale Hurston Festival of the Arts and Humanities. Holly Baker and I produce this podcast with assistance from the University of Central Florida, the Association to Preserve Eatonville Community, and Michigan State University. Be sure to find the rest of the episodes by searching for us online and subscribing to the podcast. See you next time.